When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. fun show because it's reuniting Hello. with Rana. You know, we missed you. Yes, I'm yes, back. yes. And we've just introduced Nanette the other week and Margot. She's come back again. So good to have you. And our latest member, Primrose Medagan Medag Nazan. Yes. And can I call you MK after this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so welcome, Primrose. So Primrose, uh, ladies, just so you know, she's a celebrated playwright. Uh, I'm going to talk about your trip to Toronto. It sounded amazing. Ooh. And she's a food blogger. Which so, is amazing. So yeah. any conversation about food, I'm in. Yes. Okay. In, How in, many in, of your plays are about food? Yeah. 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 Something. I would watch every um, single one. <laughs> After, then you'd have to do some hot hula, right? Hot. Yes, of course. And I think we might have to have you stand up and do a few moves for uh, the ladies, Ooh. too. Oh. Yeah. This, uh, I only, if you all this. Yeah. only if all you join. Only if you all join, join in. Yes, okay. Yeah. And well, <laughs> our little note about our location here. So this is uh, the club room of a condo uh, apartments block. And before, it was just a plain old room, party room. But uh, my guest that's going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks, uh, Jennifer Donovan Fulbert, is a stylist, staging expert, wow. and she's also a realtor. So she turned Perfect. this room yeah, into because it's such a cozy. Look. This I looks know. great. This looks really nice. It's beautiful. So nice and yeah. comfy. Yeah. And yeah, so cheers to uh, Jen. Cheers to the tell-all in the next episode, Ooh. so telling what she, she turned this How into an amazing And all place. the drama that came with it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, yes. There's always drama, but, um, okay. Which so is that? What is your We'll get to you, honey, Rana. No. <laughs> There's always drama everywhere I go, clearly. I know. Uh, Primrose. Yes. Let's talk about your latest play and your whole adventure in Toronto. Um, I was selected in November to be part of the Tales from the Flipside F Theatre Festival. Mm -hmm. It was co-produced co by Carlos Bolasan Theatre and Theatre Amihan, which are both Filipino theatres oh, mm -hmm. that are based in Toronto, as well as Theatre Pasamaray, which is 
uh, one of the larger theaters in Toronto. And they put on a festival that celebrated Filipino playwrights. This is one of the first years where they asked for playwrights from all over the country to participate in. Oh, wow. Not, they usually focused on uh, Ontario playwrights. Mm -hmm. uh, it's part of funding. However, they wanted to branch out and hear some new voices. And luckily, I was one of the ones selected. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's, That's amazing. Yes. So the play, what is it called and what is it about? It's called Then Comes Marriage. Uh, it's a play off of, you know, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Yeah. First right. comes love, then comes marriage. The idea behind the play is that two people meet at a same-sex marriage rally, and they fall in love, and they eventually decide to get married, and then everything goes to hell. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, the same story. Yes, is it a comedy is that then, or is it yeah. dramatic? Both. Both. This oh. is the trick. A dramedy is that the dramedy temperament? Yeah. The way I wrote the play is that it can be performed, and it should be performed, by a man and a woman, two men, two women, and the scripts. The script remains the same. Oh, wow. I love that. Yes. Wow. And the idea is that. Love is love. Relationships are relationships, and not love isn't love. Not love is not love. Like everyone, regardless of your gender, regardless of who you love, things are difficult, and relationships take work. And I wanted to show that in this play. And it's the perfect example of the medium is the message. Wow. Nice. wow. And how it. it was received really well? It was received so well. Uh, each night, they, and they did a, a play, two plays each night. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was on the final night uh, alongside the play. Uh, let's see if I can get the title correct. Big Queer Filipino Karaoke Night. Whoa. <laughs> so there was a queer theme that night. Yeah. And our, our night actually sold out first. So oh, it was very fun. well received. It was yeah. sold out about 10 days before the festival even began. And I was so happy to hear that. And it was really well received. I got a lot of great feedback. People fell in love with the story. And they want to see more. And hopefully, fingers crossed, that it'll it'll be seen in Winnipeg as well. I was just going to oh, ask yeah. you. <laughs> I would love, love to see that. make this happen yeah. here. I would mm -hmm. love to see it. Yeah, and, and the whole idea of like a, a festival dealing or promoting Filipino playwrights. I mean, it could be any cultural group, right? Yes. And I mean, there's so many, so much talent. And I guess, what did you take away from being there at the festival? Um, as a Filipino playwright, and I've been writing since 2002 professionally, um, I've always had plays be successful at the Fringe Festival. I've, I've done Sarasvati FemFest. Um, I've had, uh, I did a workshop through MTYP. So I've done plays, but never at the... Uh, professional level like there's I also have a full-time job as well so there are <laughs> things that are holding me back but at the same time not very many uh, not very many playwrights of color mm -hmm. are produced and I'm sure part of that is uh, you want a lot of theaters they want to produce mm -hmm. like Shakespeare or um, like uh, or Stoppard like plays that have legs plays that will bring people in right. but to see festivals like this, where they promote people of color mm -hmm. and playwrights of color, it's, it was just another way for my voice to get heard. And hopefully they'll, things will change. Like we are looking at a, at a movement in theater. We are seeing more diverse stories. Yeah. Um, Prairie, Prairie Nurse at uh, Prairie Theater yeah. Exchange last year, that's a perfect example mm -hmm. of a play about Filipinos. Right. And audiences came in droves. And so I think that 
theaters are now more willing to take a chance on new stories. So right. fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm always going to be this person. But it's, I mean, come on. It's expected that when your community is extremely diverse, you would want plays to kind of reflect that. Absolutely. So, I mean, I would say they're kind of still behind with the times, but it's yes. nice to see that they're at least taking that kind of first step or second step because for you to get to Toronto is, is amazing. Absolutely. Because that's, yeah. that's almost uh, on a national level that you got chosen yeah. from a national pool, yeah. right? What does that mean now, Primrose? What's the effect of being selected as part of something like that? When you're selected as something part of that, one of the things that happens in Winnipeg is that a lot of, uh, of theatres, they tend to, they like people who can prove, prove themselves elsewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. I've proven myself elsewhere now, right. so yeah. I'm mm -hmm. hoping that someone will take a chance on me yeah. here. Yes. Um, well, definitely. Something that's actually coming up in, at the end of May is that I was also selected to be to have a reading at uh, Prairie Theatre Exchange's New New Works Festival. Oh, so I will have a reading there of a new play that I'm working on. Uh, so we'll all be there. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So that yeah. play is called Precipice, and it's about a Filipino woman converting to Judaism, which is kind of my story. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. Well, share that with us. Yeah, oh, I absolutely will. Yeah. <laughs> no, so what was that journey like for you then? To convert? To convert. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was difficult at first because mm -hmm. uh, it was reconciling not necessarily religion but family expectations. And that's what the play is about. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, it wasn't a journey of, it wasn't a journey of religion okay. for me. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a journey of discovering what my family wanted what they saw, and not even in a religious context, but in a cultural context, because Catholicism and Christianity is so intertwined, it's so, wrapped up. so yeah. intertwined yeah. with Catholicism. And I wanted, I still wanted to celebrate momentous occasions with my family, but still have them part of my new religion, new culture, and new traditions. Right, yeah. Where did you go to kind of um, help your family understand or be a little bit more educated around that, right? Like, did you take it on just yourself, or was there resources that you can use to help with that? Well, we tried to incorporate my family with, uh, when we had, like, family dinners in terms of Shabbat, which is uh, the Friday night dinners, uh, we've tried to incorporate them to invite uh, my parents, like, listen to my kid in the youth choir singing mm -hmm. Hebrew songs and see it's, like, very accessible and... Yeah. Um, we, uh, we've always invited my parents, my, my in-laws have always invited my parents to Passover, the Passover Seders, where they actually read the story of Exodus, and it's part of the dinner, and we've incorporated my parents it's, into it's that. It's pretty nice. amazing. Yeah. We've been to one, and it was oh, like, yes, yes and it's your first time, and it's, it's like hours. It's, it is know, hours. And then eating. Eats. And, then, <laughs> and you're eating. Who doesn't like eating? Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's very much yeah. like the Filipino Christmas. It's like exactly. It's, yes, you know? exactly. That's all you do. It's, you, you, you go and you eat. Yeah. <laughs> so I finally decided yep. to write that down, and then I wrote the place several years ago, and then I kind of put it away because uh, I just wasn't ready to tell that story. And, and then this opportunity came up, mm -hmm. and uh, Prairie Theatre Exchange asked, uh, so do you have anything new? And I'm like, you know what? I have this one play that I would love to finish, and this will give me the motivation to finish it. Wow. Nice. Yes. Well, so there's so many good things happening. And Margot, with you for Tech Manitoba and all things <laughs> tech, I mean, things are going well, too. And you just uh, actually, uh, you've got a very important date happening 
What? I TED do. Talks. On June 4th. Oh. He's been asked. Yes, yes I've been asked to do a TED Talk, and it's very exciting. Oh. Um, so that is through the work I'm doing with Tech Manitoba. Yeah. And it's all about the digital divide that we have in many westernized countries that people aren't thinking about. So, so often when we talk about tech and in my day job, we talk about artificial intelligence and machine learning and all these exciting new things, right? That are yeah. changing our lives every day. Yeah. Right. But what we're not talking about as often is in fact about a quarter of our working population that can't use a computer at all. So as these things are advancing and they're really exciting, we're actually at the same time leaving behind a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just talking about that, bringing a little bit more light to it, some of the data behind it and what's going on. And mm. um, obviously tech is a big part of the TED name. And so, yes, um, and it's also a social issue at the same time. So really yeah, proud to be part of that. And, June 4th, very exciting. Oh, wow. Uh, is, that Ted, is that, is that yeah. TED Winnipeg? It's TEDx Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. so you can find everything online, tedxwinnipeg.ca. That's June 4th. You June got it. And it's actually, World's you know, Center. it's a really fun day. Uh, yeah. Have you but, done it? I've done TED Talk, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she did a talk yeah, before as well at TEDx Winnipeg. Yeah, but just the experience is a lot of fun, and uh, just for people who are coming in, just, you know, you book off the whole day, and you want to be there for everyone, and you want to really just soak it all in because it is such a wonderful experience yeah um, and even if you're not or you feel like you may not be interested in one topic I found that the ones that I thought I was totally not going to be interested in is just not something that I ever was you know attracted to before those were the ones that I just loved because mm -hmm. it's, you just and you walk away with just so much information and I don't know Winnipeg has a lot of really fascinating, incredible talent, mm -hmm. and just having the opportunity to have them on stage and listen to their unique kind of, well, yeah, however they got perspective or however yeah. they got to wherever they are, and, it's but really you're, cool. you're actually trained though too, right? That's right, there's a whole training. process, oh, yeah. and yes. how I went oh, through yeah. it, and all, oh, yeah. you know, I'm being the part of the process it's of going through something. it, and it's, there's a coach that you get paired with, and there's about three months of prep in advance, and so it's not just figuring out your script, but it's blocking and where you stand on stage and how to express the most emotion at certain points. And the whole idea is that a TED Talk's a little bit different. And the thing with TED is, it's someone who's really advanced in whatever their topic is, talking about it in a very concise amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. 18 minutes or less. Mm -hmm. And so there's people out there who are brilliant. They're scientists, they're inventors, but they're maybe not public speakers, but they're still accepted on the TED stage because they're the expert of what they talk about. So in Winnipeg, the team here right. has developed this coaching process so that it becomes a TED talk as opposed <laughs> to just a good presentation, just a good, right. you know? Yeah. Just a good keynote. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And the time is so, so tight yeah, that it's time. So tight. The time is so tight. <laughs> so I, I'm I mean, pumped. I, I hope I get to Yeah, thank you. I'm really excited for you. Yeah. Um, and it always opens up like many other opportunities. So we'll see how this kind of propels you into a new, right. a new place to be able to take that message in other places and other, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. other forums and whatnot. Right. No, it's so it really important. does. Yeah. It's and I find cool. out too. I mean, and there was just a past women's conference day or whatever. And the thing is, is that it is such a long day, like a full eight-hour day, but you're just sitting there. And you're not getting to interact. You're not even, you can't even have time to talk to the person that you came right. with because it's just nonstop, one after, one after go, the other, go, 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 go. 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 Yeah. So it would be really nice to have an event where you could have some interaction. Maybe it's breaking out into smaller workshops, like, you know, talking with you, Primrose, yeah. on just sort of, you know, maybe how to write a play, but your life experience and how, you know, you put your story down and... And Nanette, uh, you know, hot hula fitness. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna, okay, I want to hear all about yeah, this. Right? I know, I know. I yeah, yeah, okay, so these are newbies. Yeah. So you explain. Okay, hot hula fitness is a fitness format 
created, it was like 10 years ago actually, in California by a, um, a Samoan fitness master trainer who lives in California. And she was asked by her boss to you know, put together a, a, a fitness format that honors your culture. So it's basically uh, the dance movements of uh, Tahiti, Hawaii, mm -hmm. Like uh, so it's like the Maori, Maori and oh, yeah. Wow. So you take those movements, you modify it a little bit so it's more of a fitness, fitness focused, and uh, you you dance it to drum beats. We do a drum, uh, we drop it, uh, we break it down to drum beats, and then we dance it to uh, hip hop and uh, reggae. Whoa, really? Ooh. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Reggaeton. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Then I'll be ready for my next luau or what? Yeah. 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 Movement. It is okay, phenomenal. So you can use that yeah. in your TED talk. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. confidence yeah. Yeah. as I'm out there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, so where where is this offered here? So sorry, and I I missed perhaps some of this, but where 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 is this, where is this actually offered out of? Uh, I teach it from uh, uh, Patricia's ballroom and banquet hall. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you can take a quick yeah. ballroom yeah, class. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. I was just talking about that. I don't know why I was having a conversation with some of my girlfriends about stuff that I just wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you hit an age yeah. and you're just like, what's my bucket list? What are some things I never, I, I, you know, I was too shy to do, or I just didn't have the confidence to do. And I had actually said ballroom dancing. And really? then, yeah, for me, it's hip hop. It's like <laughs> I have to get outside. <laughs> <my> <laughs> Yeah. Hip hop, an adult hip hop class on Wednesday nights yes. at Ooh. Royal Dance at the Forks, where my daughter dances. Oh, oh, and so oh it's it's so much fun. Beginner though, or are you? It's, like? Oh, you know what? We're a whole bunch of dance moms that you know. No, <laughs> <laughs> she has to work really. So I can do it. You think? Oh yeah, she has to work really hard to make us really look good on stage, and right. you know, we look yeah. really good. Okay. We do. We, well, so we, are you part of a recital up. that the kids are at? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. man, I'd be so oh, nervous. Cool. I know. Oh, it's so I would much just, fun. I would be out. I'd be like, I got you. Yeah. It, Unless so I looked really yeah. good on camera. Like, right. Like if you knew that outfit if, if was I knew on point. That everything was just. Yeah. Oh, we get to choose our outfits. So it's like, we get to choose our outfits. We get to choose. That's she lets us choose the song. Yeah. The the instructor is is Danielle Briol, and she's. She's she's so phenomenal. She actually went to Toronto. She she danced there and then she came back and came See, back like, home. See, like not that much makes so me nervous. Like, public speaking, Ted. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. But dancing in front of a crowd would make me so nervous. So maybe it's the next challenge. Right? You got to do something that scares you, right, Tracy? Yeah. Mine was really it was dancing. It wasn't hip hop. It was yeah. It was just. Like just uh, casual partner dancing. dancing. Partner dancing. Partner dancing. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I mean, do I actually have the ability to be in tuned with another human being? I don't know. <laughs> so did you do it or is it still on no, your bucket still, list? No, I okay. literally, we were just talking about a few days ago and it was just funny that we're just kind of bringing this up now. It's true. I haven't tried it yet. I'm scared to. Spilling off on that, on yeah. whether you're in tune with someone is, yes, it's personality, but I think through the arts and like, you know, because Nanette, yes, you're a dancer and you can kind of feel, you feel a rhythm, but mm -hmm. even Primrose too, I mean, with your playwrights mm -hmm. and you're writing a story and you see the actors living your words, mm -hmm. you know, you feel that kind of, I, I don't, like I, the synergy. Synergy, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. And you will feel it too you with, will. yes. I mean, mm -hmm. right now you kind of think of things all by yourself, right? Yeah. 
But if you had the right partner, if you had the right... The right partner, or even the like right the right dance. audience. Audience, I mean, yes. So yes. You, because I, you and I would even just kind of flip that. It wouldn't only just be the, the actors, but just how your audience, audience is yes. feeding yes. off mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. like, are they That's kind of laughing at the right time? Are they kind yeah. of... Yeah. You know, are they feeling yeah. your words? That would be a huge part at of that. At the as festival, well. was it largely Filipino audience? Half and half. Oh, well, good. Oh, yes. yes, which is what I made yes. me really happy. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't write just for right. Filipinos. No. I write no. stories so that everyone can hear them. Well, and even the fact that your story is, it can go to so different sexes. I'm yes. sure that it also can go to different demographics. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. And then the play, it has one char Filipino character, one non-Filipino character. And oh, so okay. it's, yes, like that. and that's and and race does become a part of the relationship okay. because when you're in an interracial relationship like I am, it, it just does. There's, yeah. It's very yeah. hard to <laughs> avoid <laughs> that. Yeah. Awesome, mm -hmm. you're nodding, Annette. Yeah. So you and your husband doing some uh, decluttering. Yes, decluttering. Okay. Oh yeah, the, the actual decluttering. Decluttering. <laughs> no, no, this is not a color story now. How's that going? It's a struggle. I think oh. I've decluttered almost all of my stuff, but I'm a minimalist, so I like oh, to really? not have. I'm, oh, my, I, I, I think my favorite apartment was, was when it was just me and my cat and a futon. Huh? Who's the guru with the Netflix show all about decluttering? Oh, no. Marie Kondo. Did you is that did you follow those steps and like no. put all your stuff into a pile and then no. sort it out? I really yeah, need to no, get no I can't I yeah. can't follow that. It's scary it when just, you put all your clothes in a pile as a woman. So scary. It's a lot of clothes. It oh, so it's scary. a lot of clothes. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is oh, way more than you think. Mm -hmm. When you go to your coat closet and your boot storage oh, no. and your <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you that's, think? That's oh yeah. Yeah. Well, but it isn't your husband though the opposite of you. He is. He is a recovering pack rat. He's trying really, really hard. This is opposites yeah. attract here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. In many ways. <laughs> he's uh, he's, uh, he's very interesting. But um, yeah, he. You know, there are certain. He's been really, really good. There have been times where you know those the, the free weekends like they you put your oh, stuff yeah, on the yeah. curb. Yeah. 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 Well, he's. I look out in front of the house, like, whose stuff is that? That's ours. What? Where'd that come from? You know? <laughs> it was all in our basement. And he actually went. Good, yeah. Good. Yeah, he's been fantastic. But then there are times where I'm like, do we need this? And he's like, oh, yes, we need that. And he'll squirrel it away somewhere, and I don't know. And I, you So know, you obviously don't need it if you can't well, see it again after that. Is, yeah. Well, the thing is, as long as I don't see it, yes. okay. I'm OK right. with that. Yeah. It's not in my way. I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to clean it. I'm good with that. Okay. And he's very good at doing that. So yeah. Well, that's good. But yeah. So what, so what made you declutter? Like how did this come about here? Uh, was it just like a oh, it, I I want I need to clean up you know or what? I think it's just stuff just accumulates. Mm -hmm. Like I have kids are older. I have yeah. two teens, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and they bring home things. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel that way, but I feel like I always look at it, keep thinking I need to do it, but never end up doing it because mm -hmm. the other things, I'm prioritizing other things. How do you start? Like, what's the Oh, you have to hit trick. a wall. You have to just sort of go, I can't stand it anymore. Oh, yeah. And then you, you and then it'll throw happen. everything out. Yeah. Or move. And then, mm. yeah. I feel like every time... Every See, time I haven't moved in so yeah. long. I think you're right. When I moved this, I think I moved, I moved yeah. this summer to be close to my niece. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that took, like, I threw out probably 
I don't know, I would say like 50% of my stuff, but I still wow. have so wow. much. Yeah. It is amazing so how much, much you accumulate, to it's your point. Just, yeah. So yeah. what do you have more of? Clothes, stuff, lids or whatever yeah. I don't know oh. I got lots of that mm -hmm. Tracy's yeah. probably all clothes for me uh, it's all clo clothes yeah. and shoes yeah, yeah. yeah. it's probably clothes and shoes mm -hmm. as well clothes and shoes some like Tupperware for me it's clothes and <laughs> shoes and books I have an excessive oh, yeah. oh. I always love taking books from people and then I'm yeah. like why am I taking yeah. this I'm so audiobook now too oh, so yeah, yeah. I'm not get into e-reader now at all oh yeah see for me it's the time so for me I it's during my commute I'm just listening while I'm driving and then if you get in the house and you're still cooking you can just throw the same throw the same book yeah, on so yeah. I can get yeah. through a book so fast now I, I tell everyone I read a book but really yeah. I just listened to a book that's cheating I'm still consuming the wealth of knowledge I can't get I always have one hardcover book too yeah. like going so I'm usually listening to like two or three books and then reading so one so what are you listening to right now listening I'm listening to um, a book about well, I'm re-listening to one of Brene Brown's books, Dare to Lead. Mm -hmm. One of my colleagues, one of my team members, and I are going to read it together because she's my event manager, and we're going to listen to it together so that we can manage the rest of the team in a similar style, which is oh, really, really cool because she has yeah. a lot of good strategies that you kind of need your team on board for. Yeah. Um, and then I'm listening to a book about. Um, well, business books most of the time. Yeah. So another one about like finding the why. So Simon Sinek, mm -hmm. he talks about like the golden circle and finding your why and yeah. things like that. Because so yeah. around communicating what we're doing with our programs. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then I'm reading Talk Like Ted because I'm doing this <laughs> yeah. TED talk right away. So yeah. all the yeah. strategies on, and I'm highlighting with that one because yeah. Yeah. you know uh -huh. I'm getting ready. So no, you're not oh. reading anything. No, I'm. Uh, I actually, it's really funny just because with all with all the protests and everything, I'm oh, reading yeah. uh, Malcolm X. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I'm reading Malcolm X and I'm reading um, Gandhi. Those so like your, bio oh, your biography focus. right now, and that's yes. not my jam. That's not something yeah. I normally do. It's just something yeah. just because there's so much yes. going on that people had said you gotta read these books. You I just finished Michelle books. Obama. Did you do that one? Yes. No, oh, I actually I, I, I did. I did yes. read. I did yeah. you, you haven't read that? Tracy, I think no. I make the same no. face you did. Yeah. I had heard really good things, but as like a strong woman in business, I think I was expecting more like tidbits that I could actually use, and it was really just more the story of their lives and like falling in love and getting into office kind of thing. But it wasn't. It wasn't like hard hitting enough. For me, yeah. I wanted insights wanted, from someone who's a leader, you know? you know? You really do. And I really didn't find her um, her conversation about her relationship with with Obama like as being like it was like kind of very thin. It was it surface, was yeah. Mm -hmm. They must and I bet you they cheers. redlined all these things that she did. had in there, yeah, right? Probably. Because like yeah. it's possible. You know, yeah, I'm sure that she she has to be careful what she says yeah. still. You, so you, you, yeah. you, you don't know. But it's too bad. Yeah. It, it does. And I think that see this is why I would I would have questioned why she would have came out with a book right after that because, frankly, mm. who really knows if she jumps into politics at some point and then yeah. you have this book out? She does say things, in the so. book that she totally has no interest in politics no, and she like, never has. Oh, yeah. She's like, I married someone that. who is interested in it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say that. That means nothing. <laughs> just like, that means girls, nothing. Yes, a cat. But I just feel like you would not in your eyes. Right. And people, people would pressure you at some point, right? Actually, I'm curious, Primrose, do you read plays? As opposed to like reading books, people's books. I, I well, I read everything. Right. But I do read plays as yeah. well. Yeah. Wow. How is it yeah. reading a play compared to reading a book? Like, would you recommend reading a play to those of us sitting here? <sighs> yeah. 
you have to make sure the the thing is that when you're reading a play, you have to be keep in mind that it's written. Character says this. Character says that. Um, and there's stage direction. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. Yeah. Lights on. Lights off. And. What you have to do is like keep in mind that a director, their job is to take those words and bring it to life and then add in, so-and-so touches this person's hand. So-and-so mm-hmm. walks over here and turns away from so-and-so. Yeah, so it's all That's action. not written down. Oh, no. That is from the director. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know a lot of people who read the latest Harry Potter, the, the sequel, oh, the, musical the, mus- there, the, the yeah. play. Mm-hmm. It's written as a play. And I know, because I, I, you know, I, a lot of my friends, they all grew up with Harry Potter. Um, and then they read that and they were just disappointed because it wasn't a story. And it's like, it's a play. And they kept it as a play. Right. But me as a playwright, I read it and I can fill in the Because you're not getting as much of the context like, that's totally descriptive like you would in a book that gives you, that yes. sets the whole scene for you. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Because in a book, you would say, you would actually hear, so-and-so touched this person, so-and-so this Yeah, faintly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think next on route, uh, Primrose will write the screenplay for Q Crew. Q Crew live on stage. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of ilikeyou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.